Hey everyone, here's some brief thoughts I had on Crimes of the Future that was recorded during the Welcome to Raccoon City Resident Evil episode. It went a little long, so I decided to cut it out. But here it is, in case you wanted to check it out, you can have a listen. But as a warning, there is spoilers. I go into pretty much all of the secrets of the movie. So if you don't want to be spoiled, check it out and come back and hear what I have to say about it. Thanks for tuning in. What did you watch? Oh, good question. Yeah, yeah. What I watched, I watched Crimes of the Future by David Cronenberg. His the first Cronenberg movie in eight flick. years. Uh-huh. You know that guy that did The Fly? I'm familiar. Videodrome. Videodrome. Dead Ringers. Mm-hmm. Maker mm-hmm. of Cronenbergers. Cronenbergers. Yeah. Yes. His son's making movies too. He does, yeah. He definitely does. David Attenborough. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> that man is older than Cronenberg. I know they're both old men. Anyway, um, I am really 50-50 on this one. This is a futuristic story of Viggo Mortensen. You might remember him from Lord of the Rings. He played mm-hmm. Aragorn. Oh, yeah. Aragorn. Aragorn. Uh, yeah, yeah. You know, he broke his toe when he kicked that helmet. Oh, how about that? <laughs> <laughs> from a ring heads out there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A little behind the scenes. <laughs> we live in a future now in this movie where <laughs> people are tattooing their organs. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. People QR know, codes? No, with like, uh, it's art. It's the new expression. People cut uh, themselves open and tattoo things on their organs. Pleasure, pain, visual expression. There is no pain. People stopped feeling pain, apparently, in the future. Wow. What you only future? feel pain when you dream now. Okay. So there's like this underground scene of artists, and Viggo Mortensen is one of them, and he's like the most prolific guy. And it's all about uh, evolution to a degree where people start growing new organs. And there's a whole uh, governmental department that is in control of all the new organ registrations. And they want to make sure that we're not creating more organs than we don't need. If so, does someone come and repo those organs, maybe? There's a team. Okay. That does some of that kind of stuff. Um, Isn't so, there a music called Repo? Yes. The like, yeah. yeah, okay, that was a reference yeah, to that. Yeah, that's what I was alluding okay. to. Yeah, yeah. I haven't seen it, but... Uh, oh, it's actually really good. It's yeah. not too shabby. I enjoyed it. So Vigo is able to grow these new organs, and then his wife tattoos them in, a, in, a, in an art setting in this, like, Coliseum area. How do world. people see them? Uh, well, I mean, they're sitting around like it's in a, in a theater, you know, like a, a medical theater. Yeah. There's people in the bleachers like watching the tattoo machine. And they have this like machine that is meant to be used for autopsies, but they've rigged it to cut open Vigo and tattoo his organs. So he stole this from the Aqua Teen Hunger Force one with Patton Oswalt. He's like, check it out, man. Had to get the tattoo on the inside because my dad would have killed me otherwise. Hurt like eight bitches on a bitch boat. I'm going <laughs> to say David stole that. Yes. <laughs> okay. <laughs> So uh, there's a lot of interesting ideas here. There's absolutely barely any tension to this movie, and it falls a little flat in the writing. Like, I feel like we needed more. It's felt like an idea that lasts, and I've said this many times lately, but it's an idea that's like a 30-minute great idea stretched into an hour and 45. Mm. Oh, go ahead, John. This is written and directed by him or just directed? Good question. It was written and directed by David Cronenberg. Then we're blaming the right person. Let me ask you a question because this was my concern with this movie because I do like Cronenberg. He's kind of hit or miss for me on some stuff, but I do like Cronenberg. This movie, based off the way they hyped it up and the way they were talking about it, it was like, people were walking out of the theaters. You got to see it. Now, was this movie really just kind of bare bones, but... The concept is interesting. The movie itself is kind of bare bones, but there's a lot of visual like uncomfortableness just for being uncomfortable. 
There is a lot of visuals of, you know, the slicing open, the organ pulling. There's like a guy with 90 ears all over his body. Mm -hmm. Yeah, which we saw in the trailer, yeah. Um, There's a lot of interesting stuff like that. But in the context of the film, because nobody feels pain anymore, they actually get derive pleasure from gore. Oh, like Cenobites. So they're actually like way into it and it like turns people on and they're like, there's a scene of this girl with her foot cut open and someone's just like sawing at it and she's like, oh yeah. And you're just like, okay. Yeah, it's basically like the over the top for being over the top. So what does that do really? When I see gore like that, it's no longer anything yeah. it's just normal but i think that might be kind of what the movie's playing at is the desensitization once you right. like take away the you know so like I it's like when um it's uh who is it the, the dude did goodfellas scorsese mm-hmm. he's like every kill needs to be brutal in my movies because i don't want people to be comfortable with people getting shot or in people getting movie, killed you're totally comfortable with it all yeah comfortably uh, I mean, numb like, if you will Mm. Hmm. Pink Floyd reference. All right. <laughs> Wait, is that Pink Floyd? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> so yes, there there are there are its moments, right? There's like this beautiful one runway model, and she's sitting in one of these theaters, and her face is being like you know sliced open, like Joker smile cuts, and like all these lines like incised under her eyes. Does she go? You want to know? I got these scars. Uh, I wish. If that was a. Re- I wish. If this was a real thing. Millions of people would get those stupid ass. That would, the yeah. first thing that would happen is that everyone getting that Joker yeah. cut. Like sure, and there's a little more of the plot than that. There's there's an interesting story about this kid who was growing an organ for uh, plastic eating. There's a lot of interesting ideas that just aren't fleshed out well enough. Now, so I would give it like a five out of ten if you want to check it out. Do like a streaming or. But something that's kind like of that. Cronenberg to it a little bit of a T. You know, like sometimes he's got really amazing, well thought out like concepts that he really de- deep deep dives into and explores, and then sometimes he's got some ideas that you're just like. That's pretty cool as a concept, but you didn't really do anything to grasp me or take me along with that journey. That's yeah. how I feel about Cronenberg, though. Do we find out what the crime of the future is? Growing organs that let you eat plastic. Oh, that's the crime. Yeah. Oh, well. <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> what a crime. Oh, oh boy. Man. Also, Vigo works for the government. He's like a secret spy, and there's a bunch of scenes that are just pointless where he's going to give intel to the to government officials about these organs, and I it's hope- like, this is dumb. <laughs> Why is this in watch, a movie? Did you guys watch Scanner Darkly? Yes. Yeah. That movie was awesome. Yeah. I hope those scenes are like Burn After Reading. You ever see that movie? Oh, oh I, God. I ended up hating that movie uh, at the end, dude. Like, it yeah. was. Yeah, so pointless. But it was, I mean, it was a fun movie, <laughs> But when though. you think about it, though, so many Cohen movies just kind of are. But Dude, anyway, let me end, let me end you with this visual. Did we watch Resident Evil? Yeah, yeah okay. I was saying we've gone along. You're going to end us? I'm gonna, no, I'm going to end Crimes of the Future with uh, this visual for okay, you. Okay, end us. Uh, Viggo Mortensen in a skeletal baby high chair trying to eat Gerber baby food as it shakes his body like left and right and he can't get the spoon into his mouth is one of the funniest fucking visuals <laughs> I've seen in a long time. It was hilarious. But yeah, he sits in this high chair because he's in like kind of pain from sleeping and it kind of rocks and gyrates his body as he eats his porridge. <laughs> well, that is some king of Gondor. <laughs> yeah. Again, I think that so much sometimes of these movies just like go oh, that'd be creepy to look at and it's like yeah but let's take a step back what does this serve the plot maybe not much no, no, no. hey you know what i'm glad cronenberg's still doing stuff though sure you know i liked him in uh, uh night uh nightbreed nightbreed he was the villain in nightbreed mm-hmm. and he was the uh warden Wait. in jason 10 oh, yeah he was the villain in nightbreed mm-hmm. okay i was like i think that's familiar yeah he was like the psychologist yeah 
Yeah. yeah. Jason Ten, the Jason best. Jason Ten, he's the one yeah. that like basically releases Jason. Oh, I didn't even remember that because I never think about Jason Ten. Yeah, for good well, reason. You don't like good things. I understand. Yeah. Uh huh. Uh huh. I go to sleep thinking of it. That's I wake I up, go to sleep. Yeah. Listen to our Mad God episode where I said it needs to be remade as an animated movie. Well, that might be cool. Yeah.